Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Uh, a big name brought in by the Canadian Women's Foundation for their Calgary breakfast uh, here this morning uh, to you know, bring attention to the work they do in empowering women and girls uh, in Canada. And someone who's uh, devoted a, a lot of her time to this very issue, Tina Chen. Uh, former assistant to President Barack Obama, was also chief of staff to First Lady Michelle Obama and was also executive director of the White House Council on Women and Girls, was the keynote speaker at that breakfast this morning and is on the line uh, with us here this afternoon. Tina Chen, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. I'm delighted to be with you, Rob. Also great to have you with us and and welcome to Calgary. Great having you here. Uh, Just your thoughts on on how the event went this morning. It uh, sounded as though it uh, it was quite the event. Oh, it was terrific. Um, the Canadian Women's Foundation does such amazing work here all across Canada supporting women and girls. And it was a great privilege to be with such a wonderful room full of w- women and men, um, activists across the board. Uh, and, you know, they, I, they did an amazing, like, raised over $150,000 in 15 minutes kind of bit, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, just for you, I mean, it's been, uh, I guess, less than a year since you transitioned uh, out of the White House back into civilian life. What's, what's that been like for you? Well, it's hard to believe, Rob, that it's been less than a year. But yeah. Uh, you know, I, I took you know eight months off, which I've never done in my life, to kind of relax. I am now back in the work world. I was an attorney before, and I've gone back to being an attorney and joined a law firm, Buckley Sandler. Um, and, and, you know, trying to continue this work, though. You know, one of the things I hope to do in my practice is to help companies who want to do the right thing um, in combating gender discrimination and sexual harassment and having a more diverse workforce. Because I think companies want to do the right thing, and they just often don't know how to do it. And yeah. I'm looking forward in my practice to helping them do that. Do you, do you find that this is an issue that, that should transcend politics, but maybe doesn't always? I agree. There are a lot of things that should transcend politics, but then in our current very um, uh, divided world, and certainly that we have in the United States, um, it doesn't It doesn't always. Um, but absolutely, I mean, the kind of um, uh, sexual harassment in the workplace that we see is happening at Fox News at the same time it's happening in Hollywood. Yeah. Yes, and it's going across the board. It doesn't really recognize a political ideology. Um, and this is something that's been with us for decades and generations. This is not a new thing. It's, you know, it's a new thing, I think, is the degree to which women are speaking out and being believed. Right. I think what we're hearing, all these revelations that have been coming out about some some powerful people, as you say, in, in all kinds of different walks of life and industry, uh, you know, I mean, it's just so overwhelming, uh, just just how, how big the problem is. Do, do you find that there's some some silver lining in that this is all coming to the forefront, that people are, are having to talk about this? There's no ignoring that that situation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think the first step in the making positive change happen is to recognize what the issue is and that takes the courage of the 
you know, people who are speaking out right now um, to come forward and identify the problem and name it. Um, but I think, you know, there are important things that companies can do to improve their workplaces. Um, and because, not just because it's the right thing to do, but, you know, it's the thing they need to do to make sure that they've got a business that works well, that it's a business that has quality employees and employees who feel respected and that the company is investing in. You have that and you're going to have a much more successful business. Do you feel as though your, your time working in the White House, and it, it certainly seemed as though there was a mandate to address these issues, did, did you get a sense that there was some, some real progress? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When we created the White House Council of Women and Girls, it had as its members every federal cabinet agency and every White House office because the president's charge to everyone that day was, you all will touch the lives of women and girls in some fashion, and you all have to make progress towards it. And I have to say every single agency did, whether it was opening up you know, all positions in the military to women, to the Department of Transportation, getting more women engineers, um, to the amazing strides we made on women's health care you know, in our Health and Human Services Agency, um, to what we were able to achieve for women's equality internationally through our State Department. Um, we really, you know, did amazing things across the board. Um, and I especially want to note, you know, I think we made special progress on violence against women and in particular protecting students on campus. It's an area I'm particularly concerned about what the current administration has done because they're rolling back those protections for our students on campus. And why, why do you think they're doing that? I, you know, I tell you, I don't know, because yeah. we studied that issue for a long time. Um, I think that there were schools who were having trouble implementing, uh, and, and you, there were stories of young men or people who had been accused of sexual assault who, you know, uh, feel they were treated unfairly. Um, and I recognize that. But the answer is not to throw out the protections. The answer is to help our schools do better, give them the technical assistance and training they need. You know, I've heard some people say it's too hard for schools to address these issues. You know, well... We don't not do things that are hard when they're about protecting our children, and that's what this is about. It was interesting. We talk about the the efforts internationally to empower women and girls. There was a story in the Washington Post this week. Researchers at at Harvard found that a lot of organizations that are doing this work in in developing countries, their idea of empowering women means... Uh, offering sewing classes or beauty school to to girls and and the concern being raised that maybe this isn't the best way to to really be empowering girls what, what are the challenges we face in in trying to address this internationally well what i say is one of the main challenges to addressing this issue internationally is adolescent girls education that is the piece that mrs obama and i both um, feel very passionate about and are continuing our White House work now that we are in our you know civilian lives um, because the first step to really achieving gender equality and not just gender equality but it's, you know eliminating poverty, improving health outcomes, and I believe establishing peace and security in countries. The research all shows that the best way to do that is to educate young women and allow them to complete their education because they invest more in their families, they provide the peace and stability in the community. Um, and when they get educated, they will be able to select their own career paths. Um, so I think that's the place we need to start. Obviously, the uh, United States did not get a, a female president in the last election. Maybe that'll happen in, in the next election. Uh, I, I think to a lot of people, that was seen as uh, a potentially a powerful symbol. It, it wouldn't necessarily change the lives of, of individual women and girls in the U.S. or elsewhere. But do you think that that sort of thing matters? Should it matter? Well, it, it, it certainly matters as a sign of 
um, people making progress. We often have a saying that you can't be what you can't see. Um, so the more that women break barriers and are in positions where they've never been seen before, um, the more that young women will see the potential there. Um, mm-hmm. But I also take great pride in the fact that, you know, we had a woman who got the most popular voice for president, you know, more more than, you know, President Trump and, and succeeded in doing that. Yeah, that's true. But certainly in politics in general, whether... You know, they'd be on the right or the left. Is it important to to get women involved in politics? And what do you think keeps women out of politics? Well, it's absolutely important for women to to, to be in politics and be in numbers, because otherwise you will have rooms full of men making decisions around whether women should have access to birth control in their health care, for example, Mm -hmm. or what happens with campus sexual assault. Um, So women have to be at the table um, in those discussions. You know, what keeps women from being there? Some of it is not having enough role models. Um, some of it is, you know, the tremendous uphill battle in raising money um, and and putting together the infrastructure that's needed um, to run for office. Um, some of it, I'm sure, is some of the toxic um, uh, debate that we're now having in the United States that makes it really a challenge to get in the fray. Um, but what I'm really heartened by is that there are more and more women who are stepping up. Um, I was speaking to Emily's list. Um, recently, and you know they've had you know thousands and thousands of women in the last ten months who've come forward to say they want to they want to run. So I think I'm very hopeful that we're going to see a new generation of young women leaders coming forward. Yeah, well, I, I hope so too. Uh, Tina Chen, we'll leave it there. Uh, it's been great speaking with you. Thanks so much for making some time for us. Well, thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. Well, there you go. That is uh, Tina Chen, former chief of staff to First Lady Michelle Obama, former assistant to President Barack Obama, and uh, former executive director of the White House Council on Women and Girls. So uh, in Calgary this morning, speaking uh, at a breakfast event for the Canadian Women's Foundation. When we come back after 1.30, we're also going to hear from Paulette Sr., uh, president and CEO of the Canadian Women's Foundation. We'll talk a bit more about uh, their fundraising event today and uh, what they're using those resources for. Talk a bit about their uh, their work in Canada, some of these these issues we addressed with Tina Chen as well. So that's coming up after 1.30. Uh, a couple other things we're uh, watching unfold here this afternoon. Sounds like they got a hostage situation in downtown Toronto they're dealing with. We got a situation here in Calgary where police confirmed an explosive device was found near two schools in the southeast. So both the Katie and David Thompson schools are on external lockdown while they investigate. So we'll keep an eye on that situation. Um, Finance Minister Bill Morneau again today commenting on his uh, finances and his own uh, questions about his ethics. Says he's going to donate whatever capital gains he makes from selling off his shares. He's going to donate that money. So we'll touch on that also. Uh, word today in Ottawa that the federal government has settled the lawsuit filed by three men who were arrested and tortured in Syria. A total payout of over $31 million to these three. We'll get to that story as well. So much more still to come on the program here this afternoon. Again, our number, 403-974-8255. My name is Rob Breckenridge. You're listening to Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.